You've now entered the lap of luxury. Prepare your soul for a lavish journey into enlightenment. Hey guys, we're here with uh, Walken, and he's currently taking a shit right now. I actually, I'm off the toilet now. We're good to go. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> man, so, like, jumping right in, I, you know... I think the grass is always greener with like renting versus buying, you know, like becoming a homeowner. Uh, but I definitely see how renting is just, you know, it's like, as usual, you don't think about the things that could go wrong. That's actually another thing I have to talk about maybe later. But um, I don't know where you guys' homeowner experience has been. But for me, like the the the, the whole wor- world of roof like um, repair and like replacement is just like crazy. Like um long story short mine has like maybe five more years left on it which is kind of shitty but i i realized like people really just or i guess they often wait until like a hailstorm or something comes by and just replace their roof that way have you guys like ever heard about this or like ran into this situation <laughs> you're saying so like let insurance do it yeah basically like i mean i don't know if they're like you know, holding out until something happens, but basically it seems like they're taking the opportunity, even if like, you know, cause I think, I mean, I don't think this is exactly spilling the beans, but I'm sure like roofing companies, you know, when a hailstorm comes by, they just like go around people's properties or like look around and see like, Hey, just so you know, you, we could probably file a claim and get you like a new roof for like, you know, 80 or 90% off or something like that, you know? Or that's what the insurance would cover. And I didn't realize so many people were doing that. Um, and I was actually talking to somebody about that. And they said some people, like, go through with that. Like, they get, like, an insurance claim. And I, I think, like, certain conditions you don't have to, like... Like, if you get the insurance money, you don't have to replace the roof. Oh, uh, you're saying you just so take they the just money go and buy a motorcycle with the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's exactly. A motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be like, I I don't know. It's like a whole like world or like thing. Like, it's again one of those things like you don't really grasp like the context or the idea of it. You know, I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I guess like kind of navigating that whole thing and like. Trying to see, like, so so now am I just waiting for a hailstorm to come by? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's so odd. But did you uh, ever think about getting like a uh, a tin roof? I know they got those pretty durable, but I mean, I can't, granted, I don't know how long you're gonna be there if it's uh if it's worth the squeeze there. But um, I hear their like, tin roofs are pretty nice, other than the sound, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, if you guys know more about that, feel free to educate me. I don't really, like, understand the whole... I, you know, I don't have a context for this or anything, like, knowledge base. Um, yeah. No, I don't really know anything either. <laughs> I just, I just, the only uh, thing I know is is when we were buying this house, a lot of the houses in this area are, like, about 20 years old. Yeah. And um, so a lot of the houses that are trying to sell, they need to replace the roofing right now because it's all, it's all on the end of its life. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's like two different types of roofing that they do out here. Like it's called three tab versus, right. I forget what the new kind is, but it's the better kind. So if you see 
like the the old kind of shingles the three tab shingles are like they look very two-dimensional like flat on top of the roof those are the shitty kind that they only are supposed to last like 15 years or something like that and then the other kind i forget what it's called but they're like layered better um and those are the ones are supposed to have like a 30 year lifespan or something like that and so um i don't know that's the only thing that i know but i think when we have to replace our roof i'm looking at getting one of those like tin roofs oh really well 15 years is a long time to me i was like oh it's gonna last like five years (laughs) yeah but yeah i mean eventually it's gonna time's always gonna creep up on you you know like you think 15 years and then you're like i just replaced this roof and it was you're like oh shit that was 15 years ago And it also feels like it's kind of like a hot potato, you know, like if you if you just buy the house and it's got like, you know, 10 years left on it, then you're there for like seven, then you want to quickly like sell it. So, you know what I mean? So you don't get left with like replacing the roof or something. But yeah, you're not yeah. Holding the, left holding the bill. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, kind of a odd situation, but. Yeah, I guess I'll uh, update people on that. But some people got like hailstorm damage, like pretty bad. Like their windows. I don't know if I talked about this last time, but the their windows got broken, like six of them or something. And some people's like cars got totaled. Like insurance covered most of it. But Damn. one thing to look out for, I think, is um, what deductible to uh, get. I believe it is. You know, like basically, um, like what you know your threshold. Yeah, yeah. Um, which you know. Uh, I think a lot of people had that issue. So, yeah, the uh, well, I guess the deductible is always you got. I guess you got to take a lot of things in consideration. Literally, we know would be the uh, we might as well have like our own HGC eh, HGTV uh, <laughs> podcast here. But um, and hell, I'm no fucking expert. But uh, a lot, I guess it really depends on what you're planning on doing with the item. So, like for me, I personally. Um, raise the price in my car insurance uh, deductible just because i know it it's not going to be crazy high number one and uh number two it, it lowers my price i guess if you will just because i know like typically it's not i'm not going to get an accident if i do then it's something usually i can fix myself but with the house i mean i i, I don't i'm i can't remember what um the deductible yeah the deductibles look like but if it's a crazy expensive one, like, you know, there's always something messing up with your house. So uh, it's a lot of time. I, I think it makes sense more to go with a lower one just because, you know, you're if you're more likely to replace it, then might as well take the take the cheaper price there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a and it's like I think we talked about another podcast, like how much I, I it'll be interesting to see, like. Um, I don't know, in however many years, how much insurance I've paid for and never used. You know, it's like the safety of mind kind of thing is like good in like big circumstances or like really costly ones. But for like everyday stuff, it like doesn't do much for you, you know? Um, so it's like exactly one of those things you want to have or what is it? You like want to have when you don't have it, not need it. Kind of, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. 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 So, but. Man, it feels like such a waste when everything's like fine, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean that's uh, like that's the whole Chris uh, Chris Rock uh, stand up who said insurance should be called, you know, in case shit happens, just because you just have it, just in case shit happens. But, yeah, that's true. Yeah, 
in reality, it might be worth it just to get in an accident every couple of years, <laughs> so, you can, so you can make uses. Like, hey, I'm putting up, you know, thousand bucks a year or whatever we'll say, and I need, and I'm not getting, I'm not getting any money off of this thing. Well, shoot, I need a, I think I might need a new bumper, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah but I'm sure that's going to drive your premium up, but whatever. What's that? That I'm going to step away for a second. It sounds like Mara's crying. Okay. Baby problems. Um, yeah, so like other things are I think we talked about it in like the life lessons podcast or something like that. The um having like a home warranty is pretty good for like the appliances and stuff like that. But oh, otherwise yeah. otherwise just like you know, like I had um a crack in my drywall or something mm-hmm. and I was like worried about like foundation issues or something, you know, crazy, which I found out like nobody really covers foundation issues. Um, unless it's like an earthquake or something. Yeah. I was like talking to USAA about that. And I was like, it's like, it's again, one of those things where it's like, what the fuck, you know, like (laughs) when you had your home inspector come out, they should have like checked out the foundation. Like, yeah, this guy, this, this place is solid or no, look at this. Yeah. And they did. I'm just worried because, um, this is kind of stupid, but I like, you know, I've been here for, I don't know, nine months or so. And only like a few months ago when somebody mentioned it, um, shout out to Vic, uh, the, about gutters, I was like, oh, wait a minute, I don't have gutters on my house. <laughs> <laughs> really? Just because I never really like kind of thought about it, but oh, well, shit. there are some in the front and the front kind of like comes to, um, like it's very efficient the way the, the drain off is in the front where it only has to be in certain area, mm-hmm. but like the back is a little bit rough with like they basically have an overhang so like when it fall when it you know um drains off the overhang it like slams down on the ground so i'm just worried about Mm. you know however many years of uh um, pounding yeah (laughs) (laughs) i don't think much has happened you know in the the time (laughs) i've had it essentially but just like one of those things um but yeah, they did have they did notice some foundation things when I got it inspected, but the sellers fixed them or like you know they got it kind of certified. But it's just one of those you know, it's one of those things of being a homeowner where that just like nightmare just like kind of pops into your head about like you know one day I don't know like half your house falls apart or something. Yeah. You know? Hopefully um, your insurance would cover it. <laughs> if that's the case. Yeah, I don't see that's what I'm saying though. They like they I was talking to them and they were like no. Um, I gotta, I gotta check out the verbiage, but it seemed like only if it was like a natural disaster, they said like normal wear and tear, like, um, or like, I think ground shifting or whatever it's called, they don't cover. Um, I think you'll be okay. Like I'd imagine the only way the half of your house would fall apart is if you had like a, yeah, you had like an earthquake or something or like there's a fault line running right underneath your house or yeah, yeah, there's like Somebody like uh, like uh, a gas line blows or like a water main blows and then you get a giant sinkhole. Yeah, um, yeah. exactly. And then maybe okay. maybe it'd be part of something else kind of thing. But um, yeah, I'm probably just being crazy. But uh, yeah. So anyway, the back to that the drywall, you know, um, like kind of bubbling. I was like worried about that. And then of course you go on the internet. It's like every every single problem that could be imaginable is like what people say it is like. They're like termites or, you know, water damage or all this type of stuff. And then I got it checked out by any man. He just said it's like normal uh, kind of settling. But it's just one of those things where – and again, like I know we talked about before about how uh, you never get like 
the proper like in high school they should have taught you about like basic like home care or whatever or like maybe like repairing a drywall i mean that's kind of like a little bit expertise i suppose but um just those type of things where you don't even know where to begin and you can watch youtube but you still it's like it's kind of scary if you start that and then fuck it up you know but although it's i think it's kind of hard to mess that up but um yeah just Wait, hard, to me- hard to mess what up i think it's hard to mess up like patching small holes in a drywall Oh yeah, yeah. Or like, for the most part, you can kind of make it good, or it wouldn't be a like worst cases. You would have a handyman fix your mistake, and it would uh, they would make it look fine. Like the, you couldn't really do like irreparable damage to it, I suppose. But um, you know, I think just those small things you worry about that become would like could become bigger. You know, um, I think I see what you're saying. Yeah. Speaking of uh, handyman, there's a uh, I just saw. Uh, there's a YouTube channel called Dad, How Do I Ellipses. So <laughs> you want to look something up, you're like, hey, Dad, how do I repair drywall? You click on this thing and he's got it. Or like, hey, how do I unclog the sink? Because you think about, I don't know about you guys, but there's always something I'm calling and asking my dad about. I'm like, hey, uh, I'm having this issue. Have you ever seen this before? And he's always like, oh, yeah, I have. Or uh, you might have to look that one up. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty clever idea. Yeah, that's really good. Those those are like, you know, priceless essentially. Oh yeah. Um walking serve my hemorrhoids. Those are my question. <laughs> What's that? I said, Dad, how do I take care of my hemorrhoids? <laughs> um Walking, did you have uh well how's Mara doing? She's good. She she uh woke up from her Slumber and she's like, I think she had a bad dream or something because she's like oh. inconsolably crying. Jeez. Yeah. Is she 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 doesn't have like a normal kind of sleep schedule now? Um. That, does that ever happen? She typically goes to bed about about eight. Um, but I think she's like going through a girl spurt or something right now, and she's she'll just wake up randomly and just won't go back to bed for a while oh that's sad yeah um did you have uh what'd you have for the homeowning i think you said you had some like small issues or trying to just trying to fix stuff up well yeah and i don't know if this is just like because we're in the military and we're like constantly moving every few years anyways but like it's kind of like when you buy a house and I want to, I want to make everything like the way that I would like it to be to like make it comfortable for me. Mm-hmm. But then if I'm going to end up like selling the house in a few years anyways, like what the, what work I'm doing, is that really necessary or am I just wasting money? You know what I mean? Is the finish with the squeeze. Yeah. I, don't, <laughs> I really don't know. The way I kind of look at it is, I'm just kind of giving myself practice because I'm I'm trying to become a handyman, right? To be able to fix up my own house so I don't have to hire yeah. out contractors and stuff. Um, so yeah. I'm kind of taking it as like all these houses that I'm having while I'm still in the military and moving around is like I'm learning the skills. Um, yeah. But then at the same time, it's like, like right now I'm looking at um, building a, uh like closed in patio on my on my backyard deck uh-huh. 
Um, so I think it's, it's kind of a big project for me and I'm a little nervous about it. I think it'll be a cool like learning experience to build it myself. But then at the same time, if I try and like rent out the house or sell it later, I don't want it to look like shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't want it to look like a do it yourself. So it's yeah. kind of like, at what, what point do you, do you have to hire a contractor? You know, if you're trying to do it yourself anyways, right. I don't know. Yeah. And I think it depends on how much, um, like you got to watch out for the sunken cost fallacy kind of thing, but it's like, Anytime I run into those things, I'm, I think to myself, like, how far would I go in? Kind of like what you're saying. How far would you go in and be like, okay, I got to I gotta abort this, <laughs> you know? Like, I need, I need some help, you know? And I think, I don't know, I think you'd be able to do it, and it would look fine. I mean, think about how many houses you've looked at that, like, had, like, imperfect stuff, and you didn't really, like, pay too much attention to it, you know? I don't know. But, yeah. I mean, I think, I think the one thing you want to be careful of, though, is, like, if somebody get injured, you know, when, you know, like, you, they just, like, fall through it or something like that. Uh, yeah. But like who, who certified this? Uh, yeah. What? Yeah. That, that's, <laughs> those are the things. Yeah. Those are the things that I try to, you know, make sure I get somebody for is, like, stuff that needs to be certified or, like, that could be future, like, insurance um, repairs or something like that. But I don't know. It, it is tough to decide. Yeah, I, I knew something. Go ahead if you had something. I was just going to say, it's just pretty crazy. Like, I think that building a deck is difficult. <laughs> and you think about the people who build, like, skyscraper buildings. You know, <laughs> the stuff that's, like, huge that's built that, like, I can't even get my deck to be level. You know, <laughs> how, do, how, do you, how do you build 100 floors and the, it stands up against the wind? Like, just... Yeah. how smart some like engineers are it's 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 crazy. And, oh by the way it's level <laughs> yeah exactly that's yeah that's wild when you think about it. i never really took that into consideration i'm always like when you're downtown in a large city it's kind of always marvelous how like you see these big ass cranes moving shit around and you're like man that's pretty wild but you don't really think about how precise a lot of these things are you know like god forbid like if if it's even like a little bit off you know people notice and then like all of a sudden people are sitting like they're on the <laughs> they're on like the 75th floor and their ch- their uh fucking wheelie chairs are just rolling sideways like <laughs> wait how did this happen why is it why am my chair always on the other side of yeah. the room when i come back into work <laughs> Get a little that's, bit a, of wind and just <laughs> that's a pretty funny thing to think about i never really thought about that yeah like if what are you, like your office space was unlevel and it was on like the 15th floor or something like that you're like oh fuck you know? <laughs> yeah you're like i live on the 15th floor on the uphill side of the room <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, like, i mean stuff down. yeah i never really thought about that not to like oversimplify but i mean obviously they have like more tools and like you know um what's it called not manpower but like they have more things at their like disposal like they like I don't know if you would do this for your porch. It'd probably be a good idea to like re-level the ground, you, like you know, break it all down, and then like start from make sure the ground is obviously you know level, and then go from there. But I guess that's why it takes them also so long is because you know each step they probably recertify it or whatever, you know. But yeah, that is crazy to think about. And also, I can't imagine being the engineer who like puts the final stamp of approval on that, you know, and then yeah. like your ass is on the line. I mean. Now, I guess there's other people too, but like, that's kind of, yeah, it's kind of scary. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, like one project I'm looking at doing is I got a little bit of like a wood rot on my like the uh, soffit, if you know what that is, like the under, um, like basically your um, almost like the trim around the house. Uh, you know how you have like the the boards on the outside. It's like it's like perpendicular to that, facing down, I guess. Um, so I was like talking to a handyman about replacing that, and he was talking about like four hundred to nine hundred dollars. And then uh, I looked it up on YouTube, and it's like I mean, you have to you have to have some good tools for it, and it's kind of like weird, almost with drywall, where you have to like you have to make it so that you can like you have to cut out the board and then replace the board. But in order to put the board back on, since it's kind of, you know, um, uh, it's not the way it was meant to be, you have to, like, put stuff in there to put other stuff in there. You know what I mean? Like a little wood block so that you can nail something to something else. Uh, so, yeah, that's just one of those projects I'm thinking about doing. But I would have to, like, make sure I'm ready for, in the morning and start it so that, you know, I don't just, you know, start it at 6 p.m. and I can't figure it out. And then, like, I have a hole in my house for, you know, overnight or something like that. <laughs> yeah, you have fucking stray cats walking in there. <laughs> yeah. You see, well, like, and meowing. What the hell? Too, is that, like, a lot of these dudes, like, like, hired labor and contractors, like, are just tradesmen. They didn't go to college or anything, you right. know? And it makes me think, like, did I just waste my time going to college? Like, what was really the point when I feel like working with your hands, like being a being a a tradesman or like, you know, being a book, a baker or, or a butcher or something like that, you know, would be kind of a fun job. And I feel like those are jobs are like looked down on when you're in high school or whatever. But those yeah. are I think they're kind of like cool jobs the older that I get. Yeah. yeah very jeffersonian of you i remember uh we were because i think when we were in when i was in high school at least in indiana if you want to do like your trade school uh you can do that like starting your junior year and i remember um uh, talking with my buddies and i was kind of in the same boat like i i kind of looked down upon like i had no clue anything about real life i, I just knew that i didn't want to be that you know and uh, like I had buddies who were like, oh, well, I actually kind of think about doing it. I was just like, okay, man, whatever you say. And like now I look back, I'm like, that was kind of a sophomore, uh, no pun intended, uh, way to look at life. Um, because I mean, like I, I look at it now, and um, what do I like doing? I like working on cars, right? And I could have had that basically just part of my high school education with a couple extra bucks, you know, but then again, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. So it's, uh, yeah. uh I don't know. I, it's, I guess it's, I'm not saying that one, one way or the other is better. It's just, I think nowadays uh, I, I would definitely encourage people, especially if they're not like uh, super academically um, focused, if they really like working with their hands, then, maybe push them that way. Or even if somebody is actively focused, um, I don't know. That's, that's a tough one. How do you make that decision or how do you help like as a parent, let's say, or maybe a guidance counselor or something, how do you help somebody make that decision? You have a person who wants to work with their hands, but they're also super smart. How do you kind of balance the two? Because like they can have success in whatever, you know, they're going to have success in whatever they're going to do, but yeah, do you push them towards college because you know that they could, they have a lot of potential uh, in that, or do you push them towards something that they think they just like might enjoy? Because I don't know if I, I start thinking about this too, 
if I decided to become a mechanic, would I enjoy working on my cars and stuff in my spare time? Yeah. Or would I be like, oh, this fucking, I got to work on another car. I got to change another set of brakes. Oh, got to fucking take the cam out of another car. Uh, I'm tired of this. You know, would I want to do that anymore? I don't know. Yeah, because it's just like bringing work home with you, you know? Like Yeah. Yeah. And like, um, it's it's kind of, I always think it's weird not to go too far down this path, but like how early on you have to decide what you want to do for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? Like you're like 18 or whatever, maybe even earlier, and you have to decide what path kind of you want to go down. You know, yeah. it's, it's kind of weird. But um, yeah, no, I know Mike Rowe talks about this all the time, you know, or at least he like was really big about it a few years ago with like, um, you know, uh, being a craftsman or a tradesman, uh, like Walker was saying is like, that's not like we don't have to shun that or, you know, you don't have to look down on that because, I mean, not only do they make good money and by the way, they don't have college debt like they it is still like a not only respectable career, but like you can make a good living off of it, too, especially if you make your own like business or something. But I remember same thing, like I had a bus driver who I don't know, somebody was just like asking him like uh, um, a bus driver. I mean, like in high school, like an actual bus driver, not like a pilot, but uh i <laughs> uh, got him but uh he, yeah somebody was just asking him like why don't you go to college or like do something else or you know he was just like kind of curious um but he was just like yeah he, college didn't really like interest me and i saw my friends kind of you know go through it and get the debt and like all that type of stuff so he just didn't you know kind of wasn't for him you know that path which is uh you know kind of um understandable um but yeah, and then the last thing I had was, uh, like you guys are talking about, it's it's nice, you know, I, I always kind of get jealous of the people who, their job, I mean, in, in a way, their job is um, something people would do anyway, almost like financial managers, like, you know, you have to worry about your finances too, in addition to us, like, you know, whatever, maybe knowing about the B-52 or, you know, the T-1 or whatever else, army tactics, you know, but like that doesn't translate to life, but like a financial advisor, uh, or sorry, yeah, so we have to do all that and worry about our finances, but like a financial advisor knows all about this stuff. And then, you know, dealing with his own finances is easy. So it's almost like he's more efficient, you know, or her. Uh, same thing with like, uh, you know, electrician or like a handyman, you know, because those are things that you can then do in your own life or own house and save you time and money, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like it's interesting how you can kind of pull skills from work. And I guess that's always the great debate, right? Uh, how can you market or can, how can you use what you're learning right now, getting paid to do? And how can you use that once you're not, getting paid to do that um or how are you going to use it to on the outside of like whether it's the military or outside your job so if you are a handyman um it's pretty easy to say hey well when i'm not at work or when i leave this company i can continue to do this stuff or i can, I can make myself marketable um versus uh, kind of what we do kind of very a very niche um problem set i guess that we solve here but it's not really anywhere else unless you start working for uh, like a defense contractor or something like that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I got kind of, um, 
I was talking to my friend um, who I haven't talked to in like seven years since college, and I got a little bit jealous of him because he he became like an engineer right at college. He went to you know he worked for a company for two years, which is kind of like luxury. What you were saying, where like you know, um, and I know this is kind of like the standard of like you stay at a company for like two or three years, like take what you know and then go to a different job and get like a better job essentially, and you know keep moving every few years so that you like kind of get what you can from them and move on, you know, but he, he did a cool thing where he took like a leap and he just learned the stuff. And then he moved to Florida and he noticed that there wasn't like a company that did the same thing, um, around. So he just started his own and now he's got like contracts with like the government and stuff like that. Hmm. Um, I don't know how like large scale it is, but you know, it's just like, it was just a really cool thing. And it's funny because, you know, you could get like an engineering management degree or something like that and uh, not know what you're talking about, kind of like me, but, uh, <laughs> and, but, or you could just start your own company and you're an engineering manager uh, and you don't have a degree. <laughs> you know what I mean? Kind of like what Walker was saying, like, like why, you know, some parts like, why did we go to school or, you know, stuff like that, you know, it's yeah. just, it's kind of an interesting thing, you know? When I was uh, at acting school in New York, uh, Kevin Spacey came and talked to the <laughs> and like after he was done with his like his speech or whatever it was he did, they had like a Q&A and then the faculty gave him like an honorary graduate. Yeah. And he like looked at it and he laughed and he's like, OK, great. So does this make me an actor now? he's like and then he like looks at all of us and he's like see this is like what i'm talking about you don't you don't need this to be an actor like it's (laughs) it was kind of funny that they invited him and then he's like you don't need to go to school to be an actor he might as well have just like shredded it up on the stage (laughs) yeah i like wiped his ass out of it or something like that yeah Savage, you ever seen it? Like, <laughs> he's only only he like see, hearing that story makes complete sense why they picked him to be Frank Underwood in uh, House of Cards. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was Not so too. fun. I was like looking around at everyone, like, what? What are we doing here? <laughs> and that's why you got out of acting school. You're like, what? Yeah. What is this? <laughs> that's all I that's, remember. That's the uh, ultimate. <laughs> that's like the ultimate crime there. Like. At the end, you realized, like, you didn't need it. You know what I mean? And then you're like, wait a minute. And then the faculty's like, all right, see you guys. Thanks. <laughs> you know? um, paying for this. Like, you got you Like, you guys, you shouldn't be paying for this. Like, oh, well, you already wrote the check, so see ya. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're at the event where we've paid for everything. Thank you. Um, but, yeah, I always find it weird when they, uh, like, the, the speaker gets, like, a free degree out of it, you know? Like, kind of like what you're saying, like um, – what what are they gonna do with this first of all and second of all like I just paid however much and like worked my ass off for it and you just give it to them you know what I mean like it's yeah. such a it's an odd custom I gotta say but um what does uh, do anything for you either like if you have an honorary degree like like you don't you don't go in and try to cash in that favor like I have an honorary degree from this place you know? <laughs> yeah exactly oh, come on dude. yeah do you put that on your resume yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Like he like he like goes for another movie and he's like by the way I got a, a degree from uh, this place with now I'm an now I'm an actor they're like oh okay yeah we weren't thinking about hiring you before but now we're gonna do it you know like 
<laughs> that type of person we need. That's kind of that's kind of funny thing to think about. Like if they get like an honorary like nursing degree or something like that, like Zach Braff from uh, Scrubs or something, and then he like tries to go to a hospital and be like, "Hey, I'm here for my first day. I'm a nurse. You know, like I got this." <laughs> yeah. They're like, "No." <laughs> I I did this for ten years though. Yeah, I, I pretended to be one. So. <laughs> Um, what happened with uh, a little bit of tangent here? But what happened with Kevin Spacey? Didn't he? Uh, didn't something? Didn't he get like yeah. he got, he got in trouble? Or he got me too, and uh, I think he was like he fought. He was like, ah, I'm gay, and oh, <laughs> that was pretty much it. <laughs> Isn't it kind of interesting? They just like kind of disappear and like ho- you know, hopefully resurface a little bit later, you know, or like several years later, you know. Yeah, pretty good actor. I mean, hell, he played Kaiser Sose, so. Yeah, that was a pretty good play and a pretty good part, I guess you say. Obviously, he did the uh, uh, House of Cards thing. Great actor in that. Uh, that kind of goes back to this whole. Uh, <laughs> there, uh, I don't know how. What's the best way to approach it? But there's got to be a statute of limitations on some stuff, you know. Like uh, I think Dave Chappelle said said it in his stand up. Like you're always gonna say something wrong in the past. And then somebody's going to bring the shit up and be like, well, I mean, I was like 21 years old when I said that. Clearly, I don't think that way anymore. Uh, you're just going to start bringing shit up from the past? It's like, come on, man. Yeah. I guess in the past, like, I, I can't do anything about it. I said some stupid shit, man. What do you expect? Um, so, yeah, or I did some stupid stuff. And, I again, in no way am I defending, you know, rape and all that or how, whatever happened, you know. But there's, we're just there, there's got to be some kind of statute limitation because I guarantee if I ever become you know somebody then somebody's gonna look at one of my dumbass tweets or like a Facebook post I made and just be like who is this guy I can't believe he said that I was like motherfucker I was 17 years old yeah <laughs> I said of course I'm gonna say some dumb stuff yeah well that and like the way that culture changes like a lot of these things are being brought up like against uh, uh, Bill Cosby, you know, there's all these things were like in the eighties and nineties where the culture, the Hollywood culture was a lot different. You know, it was like, that was like kind of probably a normal thing. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that he was right in any way, you know, and I'm supporting him or any of his, his actions or, or any, any of that, but like, it was probably not that like outrageous of stuff that he would was doing. I don't know. Never mind. I mean, I'm no, no, <laughs> I no. I get what you're saying. Myself in a hole right now. But, uh, <laughs> um, like, and then culture has has changed so much since 1990 or whatever. You know, whatever time. I'm I'm not sure what time frame all of this yeah. happened, but like a lot of the stuff that was okay then is like definitely not okay anymore. Yeah. And so it's so, like, well, I was doing so that before when that was the norm, you can't get me in trouble now because I was doing what was normal back then. Yeah. It was what it was socially acceptable. I mean, yeah. Think about when we were kids, you know, it was completely socially acceptable to let your kids run around the neighborhood without watching them, you know, for hours on end, you know, um, do kind of like, let, it was socially acceptable to let go send your kids to the you know to the gas station to pick up some cigarettes for you. Um, you know it was socially acceptable for 
Uh, I don't know. There's a there's a whole bunch of stuff. Obviously, those are kind of a little bit more or less um, extreme, if you will. But there's a lot of things that happened in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s that are kind of appalling now. But it was it's understood that like not making excuse for it, but it's understood that that was the culture of the time. You know, like can't do anything yeah. about it. Hell, look at Mad Men. Like that, like people, like no one complains about Mad Men being like just promoting misogyny. They're just saying, look at it, like, hey man, this is pretty wild. Look at this. This is what it was like back in the 1950s uh, business yeah. world. It's just saying what it is, you know. It's a it's a, a documentary or not documentary, <laughs> far from it. But it's a it's a commentary. Play, yeah, commentary on society of that era. So. Yeah, and I mean, it's kind of tough to pinpoint it, but, or like put, you know, rules down with it, but like, uh, you know, I don't know. It's hard to put a statute of limitations on that, but it, I kind of, it kind of irks me a little bit when, you know, only when, it, it seems kind of random when, uh, things get brought up against people, you know, men or women. Like, you know, so it, this happened like 40 years ago and now you're kind of bringing it to light. I mean, granted, like maybe it's getting um, national attention for the first time as opposed to like, you know, maybe smaller cases or smaller courts. But it just seems like a little bit too, uh, I don't know, tactical or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Finally, it's like it's like they can get some traction now, you know. Yeah. And there's a lot. I mean. This is too again. This is gonna be our fucking. <laughs> this, this is gonna be our downfall, I guess. But think about um. There, ah, shoot, I just lost it. But um, there's a a lot of things that you know, like I said, just, they they happen, and like you for you just forget them. Um, like it, it can happen in good ways and bad ways. Like I look at myself now at being 31 years old, and I look back at you know, 16, 17, 18 years old me. And I'm like, dude, how did I not see that that chick really liked me? You know, for example, um, you're like, oh man, I got, I was an idiot back then. Or you look back and in the bad side, you're like, man, I can't believe I reacted to, um, him touching me like that. Like, I didn't think anything of it then. Like, how could I be so stupid? Like he was groping me, we'll say, um, just give an example. This has not happened to me, but I'm just saying, um, and I think this is what's happened to a lot of people. You know, time happens and then they see um, like right now, I think Joe Biden's fighting something. But like, yeah, the, the chick that who's saying this, you could have been like, oh, it was nothing back then. And then now start to think about it like, oh, shit, like I think Joe Biden uh, sexually assaulted me. And it took a few years for kind of to think about it. And it, it, it's not to dismiss what happened um but it might have just been one of those things that just took a few years but like it happened like uh what do you do about it i i don't know yeah because if it like devolves into a he said she said it's like okay yeah yeah i, I mean again, not to <laughs> not to diminish it but it's just like like how can we fix this now there's no, like you know and then it's just like kind of tarnishing somebody you know what i mean right um, I think that whole thing with the uh what was that that judge's name that, uh, yeah, that's like a, that a whole exact situation. That was just yeah. like watching that was was so like embarrassing, just because 
it, it's like on the national level and it's our government. And it was like watching like a high school, like counselor session, like, oh, he said, you know, he, he said these things to me and he touched me back, you know, 30 years ago. It's yeah. like, <laughs> you, you have no proof. And I don't know, it was just like you said, or, uh, oh, geez. Court. That's right. <laughs> um, but like you said, it's a he said, she said. And I don't know. It was just so childish. Like, yeah. It's just unfortunate. It's just unfortunate. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's like, I wish it could have, you know. <sighs> yeah. I, I don't know. And it's like, that's the problem, too. It's like, I don't know how we fix this. Right. Like, not even just now, but like, how we, you know, obviously, I guess now we're better about it, right? So hopefully things are getting fixed on the spot, essentially. But it's like, uh, you know, we got to make sure they are so that these things don't happen again. Because, I mean, you know, you know, just like, imagine being a teacher and it's like, if somebody says like, oh, he pushed me in the hallway. No, I didn't. You know, it's like, what what do you do? You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> you sit down, Johnny, did she push you? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just. Yeah. Uh, Susie, just, did you push him? <laughs> no. Well, I guess both of you guys have to sit time out. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> well, um, both of you, I think, um, so you're saying he touched you inappropriately. He's saying you didn't touch him inappropriately, or he didn't touch you inappropriately. So how about we just take both of you guys' jobs until one of you guys figures out what <laughs> <Yeah>. happened? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, I know. That that brings me up to think makes me think, what kind of things can you <laughs> can you do to children that you can't like you just can't get away with it with adults, so to speak. Maybe, uh, but maybe you should though. <laughs> right. Maybe that's how our government should be. I don't know. <laughs> you don't want it's like, oh, you want you want to um fall asleep right now or you want to talk bad about somebody? Okay, how about this? How about you write I will not talk bad fifty thousand <laughs> times on the right <laughs> Until you, or why don't you go sit in the corner and, you, and think about what you've done, you know? Yeah. Oh, you stole something. Well, I guess this was jail's for, kind of, but, <laughs> but, or like, or if you remember when you were like a kid, like two, like two kids are being mean to each other, like, okay, just go hug, shake hands or hug, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Imagine telling, yeah, <laughs> telling Kavanaugh and that lady, like, okay, you know, yeah, description. Why don't you just, just hug? Hey, like you're saying some stuff about her, she's saying some stuff about you. Just hug and then forget it. <laughs> and I mean, then he hugs her and grabs your butt. <laughs> yeah, like oh, uh, he did it. We know. He's yeah, like, it's, damn, I got caught. That was a trap. Yeah, it's like oh, we we got you now. He's like, damn, yeah, you guys got me. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you should have known. I should have known. I couldn't do. It. Couldn't resist. And the other the other part about that too about you know what Walken said with the um. You know, it's like a government, you know, kind of devolving into this is like also the partisanship of like, you know, no matter what happens, one person is going to be on the other, one person's side or sorry, one uh, party is going to be on one person's side and the other party is going to be on the other person's side, regardless of like the evidence or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's just it doesn't have to be like that, but people just want to make it like that. Yeah, huh? it's just so divisive, you know, it's just so f- horrible. Um, I know the Daily Show like put that on with – um you know to use a specific example i guess the uh with the trump impeachment where i think it was uh was it lindsey graham i think like with the bill clinton hearings he said like one thing and then with the trump hearings he said like the exact opposite you know (laughs) because he wanted to be on one side or the other Uh, 
This is tribalism. I mean, and tribalism goes beyond politics. You know, like everybody wants to find, um, you know, essentially their tribe. And (laughs) when they do, they'll stick up for it. Yeah, exactly. What do you think took so long with that uh, Ahmad case? The the guys who shot Ahmad uh, getting arrested like two months after the event happened. I think that people saw the video because <laughs> clearly if the video hadn't come out, then it would have been status quo. People would have been like, oh, okay, whatever. But the fact that people who could be outraged finally saw the video, I think that's what, uh, in my opinion, made uh, made it come to, not come to light, but made these guys be brought to... I guess, into the limelight. Yeah. Kind of weird to think about, I guess, if you... It's like... How do do we have white supremacy? I I haven't looked too far into this uh, case, but, like, is that what it came down to? Just, like, a total, like, Uh, racial act, essentially? uh, I don't know if that was... Like, I don't know if it was all that, but I think it played a part... um, I, I would hesitate to say it was a, a white supremacy thing that made them just, like, shoot this dude. But I would say that it's probably a, some prejudice for sure. Yeah, and it was, like, the the thing that really, anything that really bothers me about it is, like, this guy used to be a cop, and then he's retired, but he goes out trying to make his citizens arrest. Like, that was his excuse. Like, oh, I had reason to believe that he had just, like stolen from this house or whatever and i'm making a citizen's arrest but then like even with the citizen's arrest i don't think you're allowed to like point a weapon at someone like I don't i'm know. not sure yeah i don't know the, i don't know the laws because it's in georgia right i think yeah yeah i don't know the laws in georgia to be honest, it wouldn't surprise me to South. I know I'll probably get shit on for that, but I mean, <laughs> it's that it sounds like some shit that you can do in the South, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I got family in the South, and I, I think about stuff like that. But um, yeah, it's just kind of odd. Like you would think, like he used to be a detective or whatever. Like you think, like even if he was gonna do a citizen arrest, like he would like call his boys and like, hey, like maybe not take a gun out there, or if you're gonna have a gun, like I wouldn't just roll up on some dude and just like. Like I said, I, I somebody made the uh, I think somebody put the, the the rules out there. I don't think I think the only way they're saying that you can really make a citizen's arrest if you have actual knowledge of the crime being committed, like you you saw it happen, for instance, yeah. um, and you can see it. But you can't go off of circumstantial evidence because um, obviously the circumstantial evidence that he had was incorrect, um, or at least appears to be still. So, so I don't think they've come to a judgment have they i can't remember i know they got arrested but i don't know if they uh i don't know if they've they've faced um a jury if you will yeah i think that's it's gonna take like a couple years to go through all the courts and everything but which is ridiculous in itself yeah well i mean you saw we kind of saw not to get on a we're kind of taking a an odd turn in this (laughs) podcast but there's a lot of things that um, I, I won't be surprised by anything that happens. Like we saw what happened to um, Trayvon Martin way back when, and 
like a kid who's out getting a, <laughs> a Sprite and some Skittles, dude shoots him because essentially the same idea and is completely got gets off completely scot-free. You know, it's, it's pretty wild that these things happen. Um, and I will not be surprised if for whatever reason this happens again. So, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Anyways, home improvement. <laughs> yeah. That's all you need to know about it, guys. Um, oh, actually, I, I don't know if we can get back to the topic, but um, have you, Walken, didn't you put in a fence or, oh, no, you built, didn't you, you, you put in your back porch um, little railing, right? Yeah, I built the railings on my porch. Yeah, because uh, I was, I was looking at like putting a kind of a, right now I have a chain link fence and it's kind of ghetto. So I was thinking about making my own fence, but again, that's one of those things. It's like, do I just do it myself or do I get somebody to do it? Because right now they want to do it. They want us. I think they're charging like twenty two dollars a foot or something. And I was like, what the fuck, you know? Uh, and it's gonna it's gonna be like nine hundred dollars, and I'm like, ah. but again, yeah, it's like one of those things. If it's if I do it and it's not level, it's like, well, shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, and like. So we had a portion of our fence that we hired someone to do up at, uh, at our last house. But I had I had been thinking if I was going to do it myself, too. And I had the same thoughts like, dude, it's, it's literally just two poles that I just need to be perfect, plumb, you know, yeah, like like vertical and and then a couple cross beams and then obviously put up the fence. And it's like it sounds so simple. But I know that I'd find a way to fuck it up somehow, and it would be exactly. all like cricket and shit. And I'm like, and it was only like 15 feet of fence, like it, it wasn't even that big. Which <laughs> it it kind of like I'm upset that I didn't do it myself. <laughs> now after it's done, I'm like, oh, it looks so simple. How come? Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing too is like it looks it always looks so simple on YouTube and stuff like that. But then when you do it, you're like, oh, I didn't think of this and now it's like i don't know burning to the ground or something it's like <laughs> you know yeah. i don't know i don't know it's very tough but well i quit that to like when you work on cars and stuff or like you watch these home improvement shows they're like all right this is or specifically when you watch uh, like like car remodeling shows they're like all right so we're gonna take this you know this 1954 chevy we're gonna take the new you know a 2017 engine we're gonna put it in it's simple all you got to do is remove this 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 yeah. take that out refurbish that sandblast it do this and it's gonna be we're gonna have it lickety split they do it in a half hour and like they have like one hanging up like oh yeah we forgot this one u joint you just have to do that literally you know like that's like a <laughs> if it's you and a buddy that's like a two-week job straight <laughs> Uh, it's make it look so easy, and like you know, usually like, oh yeah, you just do this one thing. It'll be, it's not, it's, it's follow these very simple steps, and meanwhile, you have to rewind the video 18 times just to get <laughs> to step two, you know? Yeah, and you uh, like, like kind of like we were saying, like they have like a five thousand dollar piece of equipment or something like that. That they're like, oh yeah, so this is, uh, this would be difficult, but I have this little piece here, right? And uh, now it's done, and it's like, yeah. oh okay. How so do how does like an average <laughs> person do it? Yeah, like, and, and no worries. We know we have a more fancy equipment, but if you can just use a screwdriver, you can get any at any Harbor Freight and and do it. It might just take you a couple extra minutes, hours, days, weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. And that's, but it is all an experience, though, because, like, yeah. Corey, you remember building that that table, my dining room table? Yep. That was, like, our first big project. Yeah. And, and we made so many mistakes on it, <laughs> which is it's funny because – you know, we, we left them and I wanted him there because it's kind of like a, a memory. Every time I sit at the table, I could see like, you know, the, the accidental saw mark where we almost chopped <laughs> off the leg of the table and, <laughs> you know, all these extra little things that are like, and I look at my other furniture that I've built since then. And just to like, see where, where you started and then where you are now. And like, I don't even use plans anymore when I start building tables. I just, it's all in my head now and I'm pretty comfortable with it. So it's, it's really just experience. And that's only over what, two years or something when we built that. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta kind of start somewhere essentially. Right. You know, some, yeah. sometimes it's like, you just got to jump in and you, you know, you're going to make mistakes. Right. Um, similar thing with my bed frame. I like how that I, you know, in the middle of the night, I just fall over <laughs> because it, it breaks. Um, that's, <laughs> that's a nice feeling. No, it doesn't. That's good. No, it's good. It's nice. Um, but my that bookshelf we made where like you know uh, or whatever I guess that's like <laughs> kind of it like wobbles just like slightly you know so and that's where I like sit down to put my shoes on. So sometimes I like I'm putting my shoes on and I fall forward or something like that. <laughs> but it's all good times. It's good shit um well shit i uh does anybody have anything else uh small i guess we're almost at time but uh the stuff i have is too big so to speak <laughs> no i i don't really got anything else man um actually let me check i might have something really short oh as, as usual i did have something at the beginning uh that i wanted to talk about oh yeah uh, i have home ownership as a whole like have you guys looked into your like payment schedule for your loan like your 30-year payment schedule no so for you know what a two hundred thousand dollar house and depending on what your interest rate is you know you'll end up paying like an extra hundred and fifty thousand dollars i know it's interest right i know which is insane um caitlin and i were looking at it though but if if we make just an extra thousand dollar payment every year it like halves that yep Mm -hmm. which is insane to think about like and it and it has the amount of time that you pay so it goes from 30 years to 15 years and then we're only paying like sixty thousand dollars in interest yeah right if you do um if you look at like well i guess you already did it but if you look at like credit uh amortization schedules or whatever like that you can like calculate that stuff too and like find a good balance but i don't how does that work with um i know like certain loans they you know it's like a weird thing where they it, it like hurts your credit or something if you pay more off early yeah because they're expect eh, i don't know i guess they're kind of expecting that money but also they like it's kind of like a not a contract but like they're expecting you to pay this amount for this long so if you pay extra it's kind of like you're like i don't know 
a lot of times that'll be in, yeah that'll be in, like stipulated in the um i guess in the loan like i, m- I remember um for my black car it was um the loan, the loan was like, hey, you you can't pay it off sooner than um, I think eighteen months. Uh, otherwise, there's oh, going to okay. be like a fee. So like, you have to look at it and see like, hey, is there going to be any? Is there are there you talk to them when you're getting the loans like, there is there any going to be any repercussions to paying it off early? Right. I know with Madison's uh, student loans, I think with Sally May or somebody, I think, I think they said they do, like they, they, you're encouraged to pay more, uh, faster essentially. Uh, but yeah, I guess that, that's a good point to look into it. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of like why, um, depending on the situation, the more you could put down earlier on, even like, you know, the, uh, uh, the down payment, which, you know, VA loan doesn't have, but you can like essentially save yourself in the long run. Right. So, or like, Especially if you take like a smaller loan too, right? So, but it is crazy to think about that compounding interest. Yeah, I wasn't so worried about it. I know for me, because I know I'm not going to live here forever. So, um, if you know, I think the idea, and this is what I, I thought about, is if you're gonna, if this is your forever home or home you're planning on owning for that 30 years, then yeah, that's when you kind of think about paying it off early, uh, paying that you know, thousand extra dollars. Yeah, I'm thinking about, well, this is probably a long conversation, but I think I'm going to, I'm thinking about uh, renting this place out. Uh, but I don't know, it is kind of scary to think about like being somewhere else and even having a property manager, but just not, you know, kind of seeing it every once in a while, you know. Yeah. But that's how, like, I'm kind of jealous or like, you know, it's kind of cool of the, the people that every time like you kind of use the military as a vehicle almost you know or like they just went to different uh bases and just bought houses along the way um obviously you have to be like in a good financial spot for that but also uh, uh the va loan has a certain limit you know but, not anymore actually that just ended really yeah oh shit when was that like like two months after i bought this house <laughs> oh, so, you can, so you can now have more than like two VA loans out? Yeah. Hmm. How about that? Uh-oh. Yeah, so now it's like everywhere that we move, we're just going to buy a new house. <laughs> That's crazy. You got, are you renting the one back uh, back north? No, we sold it. Yeah. Well, I wish we didn't, though. No, Not dude, really? I think, I think yeah. it was better to sell. I don't know. Um, I'm sure our listeners may be able to chime in on this one, but I think I think Minot's kind of a weird market. I don't know. I don't know. I I wasn't part of it, I guess. But why did you want to? Why do you wish you didn't sell it? Uh, we ended up owing like a not a lot, like a thousand dollars, so almost breaking even. Um, when we sold it, and I think if we would have just kept it for even just a few more years. Uh, we could have just based on how much we're paying off on the on the house. Mm-hmm. I think we could have made up a, a few thousand dollars. I got you. Uh, and actually saved money on it. But I don't. know. I mean, it's like you know, kind of one of those things. Future will determine who's right, kind of thing. But like those prices are so inflated. If something comes through and ends up like 
um, making them whatever stabilized or like true, people could lose like hundreds of thousands like overnight or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but it's kind of kind of scary. I, I'm just like the doomsday guy, I guess, right now, huh? Uh, but yeah. Got a little sniffle over there or what, man? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I don't know why. Maybe I have a... Uh, yeah. You better get checked, dude. Okay, I... <laughs> I no, never mind. This is really insensitive. Just, yeah, never mind. I'm not just going to avoid this. No, I'll just say it. Uh, it's like, you know, um, obviously coronavirus is like a very serious thing, but like people going on TDYs right now have to do like a 14-day quarantine, you know? And it's just yeah, like, yeah. that's like a 14-day uh, extended time away, you know? <laughs> and like, it, it's kind of shitty. You have to like stay in your room too. Is that the case or is that just localized or is that supposed to be for everybody? Uh... I, th- I mean, it, it is case by case a little bit, uh, you know, depending on the location, their local guidance. But I, I'm pretty sure that's like kind of I think everybody's going to pretty much lean towards that, especially before 30 June. You know, I'm just thinking about it because I know people who have come back from TDYs and I asked the question and I've had people above me say, "Nah, he wasn't in a high risk area. He's good. Or I right. go like you got guys who go TDY and they say. I'm like, I don't think he, like, this other person didn't do it, so, and then they're, they're using that as ammo, like, oh, well, he can't go TDY because he has to go somewhere else and be quarantined. I'm like, I don't think that's the case. Uh, <laughs> so I, I think it's one of those things people are just saying stuff, like, I hear one thing, and also, by the way, this 14-day quarantine, like, the 14 days is not proven that it's going to keep you, um, even if you had it, that you're going to be over this virus in 14 days either. Well, anyway, so it's just an arbitrary number, but that's neither here nor there. I guess it's, 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 it is here and there. <laughs> it's kind of... It's weird to think about that nobody knows. Like, I don't know. It's like there's no real truth to this, right? Like, we're just kind of figuring out as we go along. You know, isn't that, it's just such an odd thing. Um, I don't know. Have you guys ever played, uh, what's that game called? Pandemic or something where you like, you, you basically make your own virus and you basically try to make it spread as much as possible and kill as many people as possible. <laughs> never played no. it. I've seen it though. No, you never played it. No. Uh, but it, it kind of, it seems like that a little bit where it's like, you know, you, it's like, it's almost feels like it's mutating and like getting, it's like almost disinformation or something like that, you know, as a point to like pinpointing it. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of brought out like some of the worst in the media, you know, or not the worst in them, but like just exposed some of our flaws with how we like go about things. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I understand. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually real quick, the, the mask thing. Am I crazy? Didn't they say originally that masks? Did I bring this up last time? That masks didn't, uh, didn't, or they didn't do anything for you, and now we basically wear them just as a, you know, as, at least we're doing something essentially. I think they're, yeah. they're saying like, yeah, it's uh, it's less for, it's less so for stopping you from getting it. It's more so from stopping you from spreading it if you do have it. Right. It's just like kind of putting an extra layer. Um, hopefully two layers between it, essentially. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
And so much stuff has changed and no one really knows anything. So it'll be. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Tomorrow they'll say, take off your mask. Having that mask on you is causing you to be whatever. Uh, You go, well, okay, everybody take your mask. Everybody needs to touch, put your finger in somebody else's mouth and then lick your own finger. (laughs) Okay. And it's kind of scary, like, um, not to scare people. Again, I'm doomed to say, I guess, but uh, that winter's going to be horrible. You know, like, we might have another big wave of it or something like that. It's kind of, you know, hopefully we get something in time, but I don't know. Is it turning into Game of Thrones? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Winter is coming. Yeah, red weddings or no weddings at all. Oh, my God. Canceled weddings. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, anybody got anything else? No. No. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individuals and do not reflect the official policy or position of any agency of the U.S. government.